Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. 44 yards pass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. It wasn't even close. I mean, it was right off of his yeah, foot. Yeah, it's like inside out, side, a little, little slicer, you know? It looks, it looks like, like one of my yeah. at a tee box. Yeah, and the first tee. That's yeah. exactly what it looked like. A lot of bounds right, you know, trying to guard against it. and the, the yeah, You open up the face, outside in, and the next thing you know, you're hitting three from the tee. But there's no hitting three from the tee for an NFL kicker. What you end up doing is you got to go to the sidelines with a bunch of irate football players because when you've got to do your job, you didn't do your job. Josh Allen was a real professional talking about that in the postgame. Like a mensch, a good teammate. And to be honest, there's probably 140 plays during the football game where the Buffalo Bills had a chance to change the trajectory of that game. And there were opportunities to make plays. And on a lot of those plays, individuals that played offense and defense didn't make those plays. So That's kind of what Allen said. Just because the poor kicker had to go out there in the final seconds to either win or lose the darn thing for him or tie it up. Tie That's it. all he was going to do is tie up the game. Kicking this weekend, think about the Green Bay game. That kid's missed more kicks than anybody in the league this year. He missed a 41-yarder. Yeah. And I know the weather was bad, yeah. but you can't matter. be missing 41-yarders. can't be missing 41-yarders. And he pulled it. Yeah, he right? hooked Just a dead pull, dead pull. He had a pull and a push this weekend, Yerk. Not good. And, not good. And, and, and listen, it's not fair. If the kicker makes it, he's a hero. If he misses it, he's a bum. That's the way it works. Unfortunately, that's the position you're in. It's why you get to play golf all week. It's why you don't have to do anything all week. But when when called upon, you must perform. He can take solace in the fact, Yurko, that they were going to give Patrick Mahomes like two timeouts in a minute 40. Yeah. They were going to. I mean, come on. Pro- we know what are, was going to happen anyway. Odds are they were at least going to get a field goal. Let's face it. Plus, with the... With the, the great protectors, the NFL out there, and Charles Goodell, making sure Kansas City's going to get to the Super Bowl this who, year. Who's Charles? Oh, who's who? Goodell. Is that Charles Goodell? I'm thinking of another Are you guy. Thinking of Charles Roger. DeGaulle? Roger. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, of Charles Roger. DeGaulle. No, Roger, Roger Goodell. That's yeah. who I'm thinking of. Right. Who the hell is Charles? Charles DeGaulle. Yeah, Roger I mean, Goodell. We know the way it was going to end for nice. Buffalo anyway. Yeah, they were going to lose. Of course. Kansas City has been anointed you're, you're, already. You're, you're, I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Mahomes has already got a room in Vegas. No. I would not be shocked. No, stop. Now you're He's saying that's fixed. Got a room in no, Vegas. stop it. Why? I'm not betting Baltimore this week. I am firmly making a commitment this week to the Kansas City Chiefs. It's I've seen the writing on the wall. No. I've seen a phantom interference call. I saw it this week. Where it came from, I don't know. Eight seconds later, all of a sudden, oh, hey, Tony, is there a flag on the ground? Well, I don't know. Why would there be a flag? Oh, the mystery flag. Does it come down on a parachute from the commissioner's booth? Is that how that flag gets thrown? <laughs> like when you're at the he United shot it Center? Out of one of those t-shirt yeah, cannons. T-shirt cannons. All of a sudden, flag comes flying out of the commissioner's booth, and it lands on the field. And then uh, you, you, they open it up, and they look at it, and it says, oh, pass interference. We've got to make the call now. Ridiculous. So- now, Kansas City might have won that game anyway, and that was with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. And they didn't get points on they that drive. They didn't get points, and all it did was extend that drive. They extended right? the drive. 
they ran about, I think, Still three more plays. a mystery call. And if you're wondering what the play, I think if you were watching the game, you certainly know, is the penultimate drive. Of, I believe it was, it was their a penultimate third drive. Yeah, it was, it was a third, a third and, six. and six. And, man, I'll tell you, that flag came in 1-1,000, 2-1,000, 3-1,000, 4-1,000, and then a flag. Oh, Tony, I think there's oh, a flag Tony. on the field. Not only was the flag late, but it was flat out a wrong call. You're going, I went frame by frame. You know what? I should have done like an idiot. I didn't. I should have taken still frames yeah. of it. I mean, we were watching it back this morning on, on Game Pass. The ball never you, left his ball, hand. You cannot have pass interference if the ball is in the quarterback's hand. Not, not only that, uh, the contact and is it's, taking place within five yards. He's three yards off the line of scrimmage. And it's where clear. contact is expected to happen. There's no gray area. It's clear as day. Phantom penalty. Phantom penalty. But the officiating in the league stinks. We, it's been a problem all year. It's horrific. Kansas City was probably going to come back down and win that thing anyway. Worst officiating in the league. Then the, who's their expert that comes on? It's Gene territory. Gene, don't tell me if the ball's in the air, Gene. Okay? It's not what I want to hear. I want you to look at it and make a decision on what is or what isn't. Not only that, there's not pass interference if the ball's behind the line of scrimmage, right? If the ball is in the quarterback's hand or not beyond the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage no there is no interference. interference. If that contact at three yards happens while the ball's in the quarterback's hand, there is no interference penalty. They called P.I. Ridiculous. That's what they called. Yeah, and then he gets on there and he doesn't give me crap. Well, no, but Serator said he did. He said it can't be if it's in the quarterback's hand. Again, Carm, analyze the play. This is the video. It's in front of you. Is this or is this not pass interference? Analyze the play. Don't give me the rule. I don't care about the rule. It definitely wasn't. Is it or is it not pass interference? This is what you're here for. You're in the booth, Gene. Gene, make the call. You make the call, Gene. Remember you make the call? Gee, I do remember Cap and Hoodie do that. Well, it needed to be done by Gene Steratore, and instead, what did he do? The safe way. Why? I don't want to criticize anybody. What a weekend of football. We've got three games left. It was. It was great. We're going to talk about all of it. The Bears have a new OC. It's Shane Waldron, Uh, who was one of the first guys they interviewed. He's one of the McVay. He likes to throw the ball. Shanny guys. Yeah, Yeah, he's a West Coast guy. No. He he likes to throw the ball, Carm, to the tune of 55-45. I will say... uh, a lot of these, yeah, and maybe he does. Maybe he's a little oh, he bit do. apple of like Lafleur and Shanny and McVeigh because those guys love to run the ball. Yeah. They do. Everybody thinks, ooh, West Coast, West Coast, and Shanny. They love running the football. 573, 575 passes to like 490 runs, 400 and like 30 runs. That's a lot of disparity right there, Carm. And then the one year he didn't even run the ball four hundred times his first year there in twenty twenty one. Well, this year he didn't either. They, they didn't even they didn't run the this year they didn't run it four hundred times. No. What does he like to do? He likes to throw the football. It's a nine and eight football team. A nine and eight football team last year. Yes. So this team that was winning games and what did he do? This guy throws the football. This is what you're going to want. Is Justin Fields a guy that can throw the football? Is there an indication? Is there a lean on what direction they're going by the hiring of this guy? He loves to throw the football. Is he going to change? Come Sunday, has he become a different man? Is he going to be Bruce Banner? And then uh, during uh-huh. game day, he becomes the Incredible Hulk, and he's somebody different than he is normally? I don't think so. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe Likes he's to just throw the ball. Maybe he's just never been enamored with the talent that they have and their ability to run the ball. Maybe he just realizes that they don't or, run the or ball maybe particularly well. For him, first and ten is a passing down. 
For him, second and seven plus is a passing down. Third and four plus is a passing down. Second and three plus is a passing down. Maybe they're just all passing downs for him. What does this mean for Justin? I don't know that anybody really knows that answer yet. The Bears might not know it yet. I think this was about finding the best OC, a young mind who's got experience calling plays, yeah. who's from the Shanahan McVay tree. Fine. Right? I mean, I, I don't know that this totally signals that they're done with Justin, but they relieved one guy who had connections to that system and liked the West Coast offense of his duties to bring in another. And if part of the problem was he just wasn't the perfect fit for your quarterback, but then you hire a guy that's going to probably bring the same principles and philosophies, does that mean you're sticking with that quarterback? I Who the hell knows? It could be a very small part of their calculus on how to determine what they want to do going forward this offseason. I really don't know. And anybody that thinks they do, uh, you're kidding yourself at this point. Can we maybe glean a thing or two? Perhaps. But I don't know if this definitely means they're done with Justin Fields. Time will tell. But they have a new OC. It is Shane Waldron. And he really helped revitalize... I don't even know if you'd say revitalized. Did Geno ever have much of a career? Well, I think he brought the best out of Geno. He Smith. brought the very Let's best out that. of Geno. Yeah, yeah. He, he brought the bread. Uh, Thirty touchdowns that one year, last like year, right? Seven interceptions. I don't know if it was last year. It was one of the years he had thirty and seven, I believe. Got the got the best out of him. They he, did very well. He really did seem to bring the best out of Geno. It was thirty and eleven last year. You know, Geno played sparingly there in in 2021. Right. Obviously, because Russ was still there. Yeah. Last year, 30 and 11. This year, 20 and 9. So he was still better than 2 to 1. His quarterback rating the last two years, 100.9, followed up by a 92.1 this year. His QBR last year was 62.8, dipped a little to 59.5 this year. Uh, he missed two starts this year, threw for 3,600 yards, so he might have gotten to that 4,000 number, but he threw for almost 4,300 last year, Yerk. So what is that, 50? That's 50 touchdowns to 20 interceptions the last two years. That's good. Yeah. That's two and a half to one. Yes. I love that kind of ratio. I'll take that. And they went nine and eight. They went nine and eight again this year. Geno's record was eight and seven, but they went as a football team nine and eight. One of your TV pundits, uh, I heard him say that they... They went nine and eight last year too. Yeah, the, that they're the, it was a bad quarterback with little tools. That's not true. They got some talented wide receivers in Seattle. They have some very talented. Yeah, wide so I mean, so you can't listen to what you hear sometimes on television. That's crazy. From yeah, yeah. When I when I heard that, I'm like, oh boy. Is Tyler Lockett not really good? Is DK Metcalf not really that's good? That's my point. I go. That's my point. Is Jackson I'm, Smith and Jigba's going to have a future? Now, now they got uh, they got some generic tight ends there, but their receiving position is very good. I would agree. Yeah. So when I heard that, I'm like, oh boy, somebody's offering too much opinion, and maybe should just read a script. Yeah, that's a little. Surprising. Yeah. Sorry, Pat. Yeah. But no, when I heard it, I'm like, that's wrong. That's it. That's just wrong. Uh, trying to be funny, maybe, maybe be a comedian. I don't know. Yeah, but there's some talent on that team. Yeah. So Shane Waldron's here. What do you think, Bears fans? 312-332-3776. I don't know if it's totally official yet, but it's the worst kept secret if it's yeah. not. NFL Network was the first to report it this morning that the Bears are finalizing a deal. Yeah, by the time I looked Waldron at it this morning, it was already an hour old. Yeah. And it was everywhere. It was early this morning. Yeah, it was an hour old. It was everywhere. And Dallas saw it at like 7 a.m. Yep. Was, that was it. Breaking news. Uh, the other games this weekend, too, we got to talk about everything. We've got Championship Sunday now all set. 
One versus three and one versus three. By the way, I was three and zero oh going into yesterday's game, and the one that I had what? as a laugher became the laugher. Yeah, we kind of pegged that one. Yeah, I think we nailed Baltimore. We pegged that one. A game going into the half. After that, they were outscored twenty-four nothing. It was over, right? Boy, the Ravens really flexed in that yeah, second half against Houston, and then the Houston became who Houston was. Great story, fantastic, bright future. But now you're in with the big boys in your second playoff game. Nobody is going to be surprised. A little you. bit, you know, it would be nice to see if Will Anderson had been healthy down the stretch too. How much of a difference that would have made? You could tell he was not playing anywhere near. Right. 100%. I don't think Jonathan Grenard was either. I think the Ravens really flexed in that second half. Baltimore generated .426 EPA per play with a 59.5% success rate in the second half. Believe it or not, that wasn't even the best success rate of all the second halves this weekend. That belonged to the Lions in Detroit. The Lions' success rate in the second half yesterday was 62.5%. That's incredible. But the, I, the Ravens were very impressive, and Lamar was very impressive in that second half. He was impressive really all What was game. he impressive with? His, his legs. Hey, he made some good throws too, though. I don't he, want to he say, did, I mean, but the, the one that went for a touchdown was behind the receiver. And fortunately for him, the defenders were flailing about. Boy, his and legs. the receiver came down with it. But what did he kill you with? His legs. Uh-huh. And man, I tell you, the uh-huh. worst thing you can do with when you're playing a guy like Justin or Lamar, Josh Allen sometimes, you start playing a lot of, a lot of man-to-man. Watch out, because yeah. it's easy to get burned. And Texas kind of bailed out of it quick when they realized they were like, okay, we can't. I was surprised it took a handful of plays for them to even start putting a spy on him. It's like, guys, you might. What, what, are, we, what are we doing exactly? You might want to have eyes on that well, guy. I mean, you want Lamar to beat you with the arm. You want a Michael Vick to beat you with the arm. You want a Randall Cunningham to beat you with the arm. You want running quarterbacks to beat you with the arm from the pocket. If you're defense, it's not complicated. How do they play our guy in Green Bay? How do they do it? Force him to beat you from the pocket. Of course. Sit. Keep him in the pocket. That's it. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll start uh, chatting with you on the phones here if you want to talk about Waldron, another West Coast offense guy. If you think it it means something as the Bears embark on this ever-important decision and what they're going to do with the quarterback position going forward. If you want to talk about the games from the weekend, Mahomes is now in his sixth straight conference title game. The Bears have been in five in their history. It's sickening. 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Sliding left. On the go. Throws. End zone. Touchdown. The Bills score from 13 yards out. Shakir holds it in. And that's on speed. His first touchdown given up this year by the great corner who is not given up to anyone. He travels with the top receivers consistently, and they leave him out on island thinking it's going to be fine. But this is a dime, not a donkey, by Josh Allen into the corner of the end zone to give Buffalo the lead. Well, Romo's right about one thing. That was sweet. That was maybe the best throw of any throw this weekend, unfortunately for Buffalo and its fans. It comes in a losing effort. But that throw to Shakir was fantastic. I've never heard a dime, not a donkey. What does that mean? I don't what know. What was the inside joke there? Or like what? I, I don't know what that means. Chris Adam. Chris is back, by the way. Welcome back, Chris. Welcome back. back. He's got a little tan going. What's up? What is you it? You guys di- talking Romo and big fans of Romo what? here? 
What, what, what the hell is wait, going on? What here? is a dime not a donkey? I don't know. He, a dime is better than having a donkey. Well, you can't he, you can't do anything with a donkey. Uh, as a guy who's never consumed a football game on television, I think Romo's pretty good at this job. I think he's pretty good at what he does. Did Nance call I'm the so Bulls? excited, Jim. He's Jim, very, I'm so excited. He is very excitable. He is very excitable. Did Did Nance call them the Bulls? The Bulls. Play that again. Did he? Hold on, let's hear it. Sliding left. On the go. Throws. End zone. Touchdown. The Bills score from 13 yards. Bills. Bills. Okay. When I rolled that in, it sounded like he said Bulls. Hey, can I ask another Maybe question about drunk. Tony Romo? No. Is he dyeing his hair jet black? He got a fresh paint job yeah, for the I, I don't uh, know. for the playoffs. Uh, you're going to stick up for your guy? No, I, I don't know whether he's doing it or not. I mean, uh, what the hell is he doing? Doesn't uh, it look like it's... I like uh, my guy. He's got like a jet black dye job going, it looks like. Didn't it look like it yesterday? Or am I crazy? Like his hair's never been that jet I just black. love that people online are starting to realize what I've been telling you all for the entire time that Romo has been on television. It's a rough one. That he's terrible. They're doing the Super Bowl too, boys. we got two more weeks. No, did it. you guys see this yesterday? While the game was going on, what three of the final four games you have to deal with Romo? Well, yeah, oh yes, of yeah. course. Last next night, weekend in the Super Bowl, AFC title yeah. game. In this the is how football is thinking, all of us. That's the number one guy. I'm yeah. fine with it as long as uh, we get. You know, I can, I can deal with it. I can get through it. I can persevere. As, I can push through. The field, yes. Is is what it's supposed to be? Then you don't really care who's in the booth. Yeah, I could. Yeah, if the product on the field isn't there, you're going to get the. Well, I, I mean, Kansas City's going to the Super Bowl. I think we all know that. Oh, you don't know You're that. You're going to get the Taylor Swift, Jason Kelsey stuff. You don't know that. And Jason Kelsey's going to have his shirt off the whole way. Well, if you look like Jason Kelsey, you would too. He's big sexy. I, I think we're going to have to put up with his shirt being off. I think Yurko looks Taylor more like Swift Jason Kelsey than there. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Could be my twin brother from another mother. Could be. Yeah. I think uh, we're going to get a heavy dose of that in Baltimore again next week. You're right. Well, I, we'll get it in the Super Bowl, too. Uh, we might. Oh, they're going to be there. You know oh, it. You, you know it. it. Maybe. You know it. Gene Steratore will be there with his magic uh, penalty gun from the from the, the nether regions. Oh, well, here comes one from the heavens. We've got a penalty. Oh, that's so good. Uh, St. Uh, Peter at the pearly gates has thrown this flag. Remember, when it gets down to the earth and they unravel it, we'll find out what the penalty is that favors Kansas City. You guys got to remember, there is a chance that unless she, I mean, listen, she's a woman of many means. She does have a concert Saturday night in Tokyo. Before what, this the Saturday? Bowl, before, oh, the oh, before, before the Super Bowl. Bowl. Oh, so she won't even be there. Saturday night before the Super Bowl. Well, they're ahead of us. So oh, technically, no, she'll be back. Oh, wow. She could, yeah, could, play. Jets. She could get back. She she'll could. Be back. The next show isn't until March 3rd. So she's got a break. You fly over to North Pole. That yeah. way, you come right over. That's right, right over the top. You can. Uh, so she could make it, but she'll be tired. With a stop off in Alaska to help them solve the case in uh, True Detective. Oh, and Dal and I are digging the new True yeah. Detective. Well, she's going to go there and figure out why exactly the door fell off of Alaska Airlines, too. Oh, uh, maybe she yeah. <laughs> she's going to solve that problem, too. I mean, while she's at it, I yeah. mean, you know, a couple of birds with one stone. You're, mm-hmm. Why the heck not? Yeah. And for you can find out where all the king crabs have gone, too. That, yeah. they, they had to slow down the Opelia season They mentioned that in True Detective. Not surprised. That, that you yeah. get a mention in the first episode about the, uh, the, snow crab the low special. crab yield. The snow crab special is out the window now. You're gonna pay. You're gonna be paying full dimes over for snow oh, crab now. My crab is so better expensive. Than paying, better than paying donkeys for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm still looking it up, trying to find a, a meaning for that. Not a donkey. <laughs> yeah, 
That was a dime, and it was a dime. I yes, just never was. heard it was a dime, not a donkey. It was donkey. a laser beam. I've never heard it. Maybe yeah. maybe he slipped that in like that's one of his buddies. Like you got to right. work in donkey. Yeah, and that, he worked it in that way. That's not one that comes from Charleston, Illinois. Either. No, yeah, I mean that's, for a while that's, that's there, not from there. For a while there, the great Eddie Olchek on national NBC broadcasts. Yeah. When before Tomas Yurko ever played for the Hawks, when he was playing for the Red Wings, yeah, like it was a Sunday national game between the Red Wings and the Capitals, and Eddie O's dropping. There's Tomas Yurko, the good kid. Oh like, yeah, that's and people were like, "What does that mean?" You know, I, 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 it's, Romo must have been on a bet from one of his buddies. Like, you got to work in donkey, dude. Work in, and he goes, "That's a dime, yeah, not a donkey." Exactly. And his friends are all hooting and hollering like, at home. A, a key word. Like, these are the words you got to work in during the broadcast. Botulism. Yes. Yeah. Right. How are you going to work in botulism Tony, during the work broadcast? work in botulism. Yeah. You got If you get botulism, we'll give you $100. Yeah, that, that's probably what happened. Because I, I don't know. Otherwise, there's really no explanation yeah. for it. I don't, I don't know what it is. But it was, a, it was a dime, and it was sweet. It's a beautiful pass. A 3-1-2-3-3-2-3-7-7-6. jumping on my EIU guy. Come on, I guys. know, but it's Tell just bad. to do a little homework. It's just Stay bad. focused. It is. It's bad. He's Cadillac, and he's a, practicing for golf. It's a rough lesson. Pebble Beach is coming up, guys. That's true. He's got to worry about his swing. Matt's in Oak Park on the west side. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. How's it going? Long time listener. Big fan. Thanks, man. <clears throat> it's nice to hear your voices in real life. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, two things. One, I don't really mind watching... CBS games for Romo so much as the commercials for CBS shows that mm. it's, they're just so bad. Mm. I'm like watching it with my lovely spouse and we just look at each other like, what the hell is CBS just, even doing? How does this show get greenlit? Who knows? Right? I mean, network uh, television, you know, it's like, ugh. that's true. Yeah. It's like that all the time. Terrible. But anyway, so I, I really wanted to call because as soon as I heard that Waldron got hired uh, or that it was speculated that he would, I started going into his background, and it, uh, he is somebody that I had not really heard of much before. And it just seems like he comes from the polar opposite of where Getsy came from in terms of like his upbringing. Uh, Getsy comes from a hard scrabble, sort of a small, low income uh, area around Pittsburgh. He went to Pitt. Whereas Waldron is like a world traveling guy, he was raised in Oregon, went to the same uh, prep school that all of the Bushes did. It dates <laughs> back to the Civil War. Boy, are you, you really... did a lot of research. Yeah, man, you did. I did. I did. I, did I spent dive. the morning on it. Yeah, um, and then he played tight end and long long snapper at Tufts. Yes, right? I did know he so went I, to Tufts. Yes, right. So Pretty I'm just smart, wondering dude. if. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. But I'm, it makes me think back immediately to all the quote unquote smart dudes that the Bears have had over the years. Trestman, Gase, uh, just as, as recent examples. And I'm wondering, like, it, does, does that mean is that a signal for and again with the West Coast offense, are, are we going to see a totally radical shift in what the Bears are going to do next year on offense? Or is he really going to try to work with what we have already established and go from there? How, how much different are we actually going to look at in, uh, in, in terms of results on the field? I fair, well, as terms, in terms of results, who knows? To be determined. Let's see what the quarterback position looks like. Let's see if they fix some of the, uh, the issues on the O-line. I don't think it's nearly as bad as people want to make it out to be. But it obviously needs an improvement at one key area, maybe two. Uh, Matt, thanks for the question. We're digging deep into the CV of uh, Shane Waldron. All right, I don't know, and uh, I didn't know all that about him. I didn't know I, he went I to didn't either. 
they still come from a similar system, though. They, they've coached under the same guys. Right. And I mean Getze and Waldron. Right. Were their upbringings different? Okay, perhaps. Maybe. But they are West Coast, yeah. Shanahan, McVeigh guys. Some people are born better off to do than others. Yes. I think you'd find that in, in every organization. And as Yurko pointed out, it sure appears that Waldron likes to throw the ball. Now, the coincident, maybe the slightly ironic thing, if he's not big on running the football, is that Shanahan McVeigh are... They run the football a lot, as much as anybody. Their run schemes are creative. I mean, this Shanahan's getting this from his old man, who, who helped probably usher in the era of, why would we pay a running back? Build their old line this way, zone, zone scheme well, stuff. I, I, I think that was a result of it. I think that that was the first one where you looked at what they did. And it's like, wow, whoever's back there just rushes for 1,000 yards. Because they realized if the scheme's good and, you're, and you've got the old right. linemen that fit it, yeah. like you're going to be productive Terrell running the Davis, football. Terrell Davis, Mike Anderson, Orlandis Gary, even when Terrell went down, everybody kept running the ball for 1,000 yards. They're like yeah. scratching their heads going, what the hell's going and, on? And I know they went out and they took a big swing with McCaffrey. McCaffrey is awesome. Like I get that. But by and large, look at the way Shani has built that running back room. Look at the way McVay has. Um, look at what they're doing now with Kyron Williams in year uh, two. You know what I mean? Like right, another take... reason is because they're off injured. They kept having injuries at the running back position. That's true. And they figured out depth's more important than just having a one stud theoretical guy. But these guys believe in their scheme. They believe in the system. They believe in the scheme. And they run the ball a lot. And so we'll see what it looks like when Walt Waldron gets here. The Bears running back room is good. They don't have anything to worry about. They They don't need to pump a ton of resources into it. They've been very effective running the ball the last couple of years. Some of that, obviously, is Justin, of course. But even stripping out the quarterback runs, the Bears are efficient and effective and good. And Khalil Herbert's averaged five yards a carry for his career. The Bears grayed out pretty, you know, pretty decent as a run-blocking group. It's, at least they did for most of the season and tailed off a little bit late. 312-332-3776. If you've got a thought on Waldron, will it look dramatically different if you like the hire or not? Thoughts from the weekend. We got a lot to still uh, break down and react to. We're getting ready now this week for Championship Sunday with uh, a one versus three matchup on each side of the bracket. Should be good. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. The rookie quarterbacks came back down to earth a little. I, I didn't think either was all that bad, though. Uh, I thought Jordan Love was actually pretty good, minus a couple of mistakes, and tried to play a little hero ball at the end and got yeah. him in trouble with Drake Greenlaw with the game-sealing interception. But uh, the two rookies, C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love, did finish 7th and 8th, obviously, second to last and last. The eight quarterbacks played this weekend. They did finish 7th and 8th. An EPA plus completion percentage over expectation for the divisional weekend. Both had a go on the road. Both young quarterbacks were CJ's first ever road start as a rookie. But again, I think they, even though it wasn't pretty and they lost, they, they both of them did some things to acquit themselves quite well, especially I thought Jordan Love. I, Jordan Love did not play a terrible football game. At least I didn't think so watching it live on Saturday night. Again, it's a little bit different, though. When you get in there, now it's a little tougher. Now you're playing against the best of the best. You've got to play perfect football. And if you don't play perfect football, everybody in the world's going to see it. So, I, I mean, that's what happens. I just you went up at both, both Houston and Green Bay, went up against the number one teams in the division. 
conference. in the conference. Yeah, number one teams in the conference. The, you can't get away with mistakes again. You're not playing Minnesota. So you nailed it. Green Bay had a nearly identical series success rate for the game as San Fran did. The two teams were almost dead even, York, in total yards. But Green Bay turned it over twice. Green Bay had a turnover on downs inside the red zone when they yep. went for it on fourth and one and didn't get it. San Francisco subsequently went the length of the field and scored a touchdown. And Anders Carlson missed a 41-yard field goal. Those are the mistakes that yes. came back to haunt the Packers. Right. They're just small things. Down to down, small they things. were there with San Francisco. Yeah. They were. Back but it's the them. small little things. Can you believe that's the first time Shanny's ever won a game when his team was down by five or more points going into the fourth quarter? I did not know first that. First time ever. One I, in 30 now. You're... I was making plans to go to Detroit this week. Wow. I was making plans and going to Detroit. Sunday, I was, that's where I was going to be. Leroy Butler was at the game in Frisco. Don yeah. Davey was out Davey there. Was Those there. guys were having a ball. Yep. One of our old teammates is a linebacker coach for the San Francisco 49ers, Johnny Holland. Mm. So uh, he's out there. So, you know, all the guys are saying hello. I'm like, boys, I'm, I'm driving up. I said, I can't wait. There's going to be a weekend of weekends. And then they went. They Just went like that. Pooped their pants. And then the next thing you know, they're out. That's the way it works. I hate to say it, though. The it's future quick. looks bright for them with Jordan Love. He had well, a hell, I of mean, a hell of a second half. Listen, the divisions it looks like the division's tough this year, right? This year. But you got to like the way you play against Minnesota, uh, the Detroit Lions. You got to like the way the Bears match up against the Detroit Lions. Because as good as Detroit is, the Bears went and punched them in the mouth this year. For whatever reason. Yeah, they there's some well. mouth punching going on. So I like the direction the Bears are going. They've got to get some new coaches. They've got a new coach and an offense coordinator here. I like it. You, you still got to find a way to beat the Packers, though. I yes, mean, that's going to drive you nuts until you do it. You've lost, what, 10 straight to them at this point, Ten right? 10 straight, yeah. Which I think ties the longest losing streak in the history of the franchise. Either way, remember the worst team in the, the AFC, history of the uh, rival. The, the worst team in the AFC North was nine and eight this year. Cincinnati Bengals Cincinnati. were nine and eight. Yeah. So you could still find a way to be successful in a division that's very good, and it looks like right now the Packers and in, in Detroit, and I'm hoping the Bears are going to be in that group mm. that's fighting to get in front of each other for the division crown. What did you make of um, Purdy? Because like there are a few throws. And like even in that game Saturday, where you go, damn, that's why Shanny loves him. Like just a willingness to throw it into a very tight space. Right. His anticipatory throws are usually very good. I mean, he's not afraid. And then there are other throws where you're like, is he playing with something other than a football? And like, and that's where Shanny's got to be going. God, I love the way this kid sees my offense, and like he yeah. knows it and he thinks of it. Holy cow, do I need to? Up- I don't know. It's if, weird. If, like, if you're looking at a thousand quarterbacks, it was a weird game. If all the quarterbacks in the league, did, did, did every quarterback have a throw that he wishes he can get back? That's true. You got a 24 year old quarterback in his second year that found a way to win the job. If, if you're going to tell me he's going to be somewhat inconsistent, would I tell you that? Okay, that's not surprising. It seems like weather is a problem, though. Like, think of the Cleveland game. Think of it, and not that it was cold in San well, the Francisco. They were also down two people. Yeah, and they were down and Debo were in down this game. Debo in that game. Yeah, and but, Debo but, may but not come back he, for this game. I know. He went from wearing a glove to taking it off to, like, drying his hand while he while was the it, play well, was happening. Well, Did well, you see maybe, that? Maybe he felt it. Maybe he felt something was amiss. And I don't know what his hand size is. I don't know. We should go back and look at the yeah. combine measurables. I don't I, know. He's a, you know. 
Be if, careful. If, Depends what you put close to it. You know what I'm saying? As far as how big it what is. What do they do at the combine? Could be an optical illusion. <laughs> they, they spread the hand around and they measure from the thumb oh, is to that the what end they of do? the pinky. End of the thumb to the end of the pinky. Yeah. They don't say, uh, no. take it out and put it in That's your measurement. Whatever that distance <laughs> is between the two. Yeah. Um, hold on. Like, nine I don't know. and three-eighths of an inch. It, this says, I got nine and a quarter. So you guys are arguing about an eighth of an well, inch right now. Yeah, that's okay. It doesn't really matter, yeah. I guess. Yeah, Adam. I mean, it's an eighth of an inch, guys. <laughs> I mean, He's going to take that extra eighth of an inch. Yeah. Is that too, is, what is that? Is that too small? I, I mean, mean, Kenny Pickett was eight and a half. Oh, that seems small. I mean, God bless if we're talking about something else. Sam but. Howell, nine and one eighth. Desmond Ritter, ten inches. Desmond Ritter's got big hands. I'm just looking at the quarterback class. I mean, as long as you said big hands. I'm just looking at the quarterback class. As long as you go 10-inch hands, you're going to be fine. Come on, Adam. You're not going to be a problem. Taking us right into the gutter. I don't know. I'm reading you hand sizes. It was a weird game for Purdy. I mean, because there were times, like I'm telling you, it's like, oof. And then he makes, he drops certain throws, like in these little, you talk about dimes, and you're like, oh, my God, spectacular. And. He knows where to go, and he's willing to throw it there, and that's why Shanny loves him. But it, it was a very uneven performance. Yeah. I'll tell you, he does that again. They might have a tougher time, although, I look, I think Detroit's offense, I mean, excuse me, I think Detroit's defense is prime for the, the picking. And, well, and Baker yeah. and those guys, you know, they they only scored 23 in what it could have, should have. But, you know, there's another situation where they missed a few. They missed a 50-yard field goal. He shouldn't be missing 50-yard field goals indoors. No. Uh, dream scenario sets up for itself because the Bucks score at the end of the half. They get the ball coming out. They're moving the football. What does Baker do on a third down? I don't know. It's not off your blind side. You're looking right at him. Yeah. Now, was the play a little busted? Perhaps. And is it easy for me to say on my couch, get rid of the ball? You can't take a sack there? It's easy. But guess what? Baker Mayfield makes $10 million a year. Makes a lot of money. To make the decision That's to right. not take a sack there. Do I sound like someone who's annoyed that he lost his cover by a point and a half with a missed field goal, a missed two-point conversion, and potentially another field goal that they never even got to kick because Baker Mayfield took a ridiculous sack on the first possession of the second half? Do I sound that way? You sound upset, Carm. So maybe I am, but Baker, not for nothing, champ. You see him coming right at you. And who am I to dog on Baker, I guess, throwing 700 yards worth of passing offense the last two games in the playoffs? I wish a Bears quarterback would rip off back-to-back playoff games with 700 passing yards. So good on you, I guess, Baker, but come on, man. Come on. And it's those little things in a game, right? Those little things that Yurko was talking about in a game when you're on the road and you've got those... A missed field goal here and a terrible sack that takes you potentially out of field goal range or at the very least a chance to go for it on fourth and four and continue to get some momentum. A pick at the end where you two are trying to play hero ball and you make a bad throw and you don't see the defender underneath. Those are the little things that come back to haunt you. That Detroit defense can be scored on. You can move the ball on them. And that's all I'm saying. And that was part of the handicap. It was the reason... We like the Bucks so much going into that game. They didn't cover by a point and a half. $4 million is what Baker Mayfield right, is paying million, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Still, uh, you know, so he's paid to make sure that he sees the free rusher coming in at his face. There's also playing and no, time. no, yeah. don't take a sack. There. There's playing time bonuses and all types of different stuff in there also. 
but it's a four million dollar bonus. All these bonuses then would accrue next year, as far as what a cap hit would then be. Can't right? believe that. So can't believe they didn't cover that game. I and, and, I was on the other side. I know. I hope you don't mind. I, don't I was mind. on the other side. I of don't that. mind one bit. Yeah. it's all good. Feel good and, about and it. And do we still need to? Like Chris Collinsworth, maybe he has to do it. Like explain. Do people still not understand the math going for two down fourteen? Like, is this still a thing? I mean, at this point, isn't that like explaining two plus two equals four? Like, the math is without question in your favor going for two down fourteen. Like, it is not up for debate. The math's in favor. The of it. probability of you winning is greater. That's math. If you go for two. Yes. When you're down by 14. When you're down 14. I'm like going to defend Collinsworth here. I think you need to explain it for the casual football fan. Really? And it's the playoffs when not when more people are watching than normal. I guess. And not everyone understands that, yes, you do need to go for two. So I understand the explanation. We do this for a living. We know this. Yeah. Well, I mean, they but did it. you're a gambler. More, yeah, when there are more casual fans watching during the playoffs. They did it in the moment. They did it when they came out of break. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I like that play call from Dave Canales. I'll tell you that. I don't know if I like the, the – I mean, what would you say that is, Yurk? Mike Evans is awesome. He's got a size advantage most of the time, but a fade to the back pylon? Like, yeah. is that a With is the, that a high probability? No. No. That's why I told you Keyshawn couldn't score anymore. Right. Because Keyshawn couldn't get any separation. You need separation. I like the play where you run him out of the slot and take him to the corner. There's more room for that football to go into. Like, I'm on St. Brown when he scored his touchdown on the right side. He started in the slot. The outside guy went in. Yeah. He angled out and went up. And that's an easier throw to make, I think, for the quarterback. And I would do that on my two-point conversion, too, especially if they're a man. If they zone it off, the guy going outside has got to stop and come stop back to the quarterback. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like, to me, that's best play stuff right there. Like, Dave Canales, you need your best two-point conversion. Is a fade to the back corner really your best? I get it. Mike Evans is awesome, but and he's had trouble holding on to the ball in the playoffs, but... I don't know. That didn't seem like the best play for this situation. We'll grab uh, more of your calls coming up. We'll continue to break down Divisional Weekend. We'll cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie coming up a little bit later at 2. Uh, Black is back, so Black and Abdallah together tonight, 6 until 8 for your listening pleasure. Talking a lot of football. The Bears have a new OC. It's Shane Waldron. If you've got thoughts on that, ring us up. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Coming up after one, uh, we'll revisit some of that Brock Heward conversation that he had with Waddle and Sylvie last week. We played a few things, but we never played him talking about Shane Waldron. He knows the situation pretty well out there in Seattle, and he had some thoughts a week ago. Now that we know Shane Waldron is... About to be the Bears' new OC. We can play what Brock Hewitt had told the guys last week. So we're all set for Championship Sunday. The AFC game will be first. The NFC game will be second. It's always a fun day. This past weekend is so much fun. Four games. Uh, we talked about it on Friday. The one that we thought might get away was that Ravens game. We were right about that, York. Ravens pulled away. We talked yep. about that dominant second half. Lamar looks so good. Maybe a little rust they had to shake off after resting the last couple of weeks, but they look really good. The other games were great. I thought the Packer Diner game was a lot of fun. I mean, it really was. It was yeah, loads, it. It was loads yeah. of fun. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Looked like the Packers going to find a way to pull it out. They didn't. I think they gave t- the touchdowns they gave up were too easy. The McCaffrey run up the middle where yeah. the safety was free in the hole and just got 
well, faked out of his shoes. So, I mean, yesterday what's, in what's Detroit, going on? Did you see Jamir Gibbs put that move yeah, on Antoine? Oh, yeah. And Antoine Winfield's next world. I mean, he's next level. Yeah, yeah. But you've always said, you're like, that's a tough thing, man. One-on-one. If, on one, if you don't get up there, yeah, you got to get in there. If you're not in there, then you, you cause yourself some problems. And he didn't get quite in there. And before he could ever get settled, he'd put a little move on. And that him was it. And went, and he got caught in the, in the crap. You get caught in the, the stuff. It was almost the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the San Fran touchdown and the, the Detroit touchdown. That really put, it really kind of put the bucks behind the eight ball. Uh, but, yeah, the, they, in the Lions, man, I, I mean, I hate to say it. You know, NFC North rival, but I, the Lions have, it's a great story. I hate saying that, but it really is. They're, it's just well, that, they stink. And that place was rocking. They stunk and, for so long. I know. They're such a rotten franchise <laughs> and a rotten team. Uh, good for them that they finally got like the coach right. They made the trade. Their the front office got the trade right when they sent Stafford on his way. They said, "Hey, we're not going to be good enough while he's still in his prime. Let's send him on his way and let's do something." They did. They did the Rams a favor. Yes, they did. Right. But they got all those draft choices. They made a lot of those draft choices hit. So good for them. And even with all that advantage, the Bears still have been able to go yeah. up there and they've been here and they've been able to kind of uh, be able to dictate policy. Now, they were figuring out how to win themselves. They've only won one of those contests, but at least they're starting to win those contests. Um, so you're chasing them down. You thought you were going to be a long way from them. You're not. You're chasing them down. The problem is the Packers still present themselves for what they are. That's true. That, uh, that offense has a lot of talent. They're going to lose Ben Johnson, obviously, in this coaching cycle. You know how much uh, I think of Ben Johnson as a play caller. But, and they're much, they're much better at home. We'll see now that they got to go on the road, York. But that Sam Laporta is, I mean, he's playing at, like, what, 70%? And he's, yeah. he's a stud. Amon Ra's a stud. His knee bent the wrong way going LCL-wise. Yeah. You know, the hit was from the middle, and it kind of bowed to the outside. Yep. So, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be able to make it through the playoffs and then get what he needs in the offseason. He is an absolute stud. Amon Ra is a stud. Gibbs is a stud. Uh, Yurko and I don't like drafting those running backs in the first round, but that kid's a stud. I mean, his quickness, his his shiftiness, and you saw it on display yesterday. There's just a, that line is good. That old line is good. Panay Sewell is is all pro level. Uh, Ragnow, follow that injury. You got to give Frank Ragnow some credit, man. That guy balled up right there. That's a gamer. I mean, he was wincing almost after every play after he hurt that. He got rolled up on yeah. on that sack. That's a and you're going to probably tell you about what that feels like. I mean, that is a gamer to stay in that game. Now follow Frank Ragnow this week and see, but because uh, that injury looked bad and that he finished that game and he was you visibly in well, pain afterwards. He'll like, be rested. Oof. He will, he won't feel good until probably Wednesday, yeah. maybe Thursday. But he's got the best of everything. They've got the best of everything. Yeah, every single modality one could possibly use, including a hyper hyperbaric chamber, everything that's the best of the best, they're going to be able to utilize to get him healthy enough to play to get him ready for Sunday. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Los Angeles. What's up, Jeff? Hey guys, um, Carm, just a bone to pick with the math. Um, sure, math works until you include the human element. <laughs> that's true. When, <laughs> Isn't this like Dave Canales throwing a fade route? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so I would, if you could ask Jacob, Touché. ask Jacob, you know, to look up how many times has it actually worked? 
Oh, yeah, just the raw. That I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, and you mean Jacob Nitzberg in uh, stats yeah. and research. of like Because yeah. teams have gotten wise. I mean, you do pretty much see it. I don't know if I'll say universally, Jeff, but, like, I don't know that there's a coach. I mean, if Todd Bowles is doing it, you pretty much know every coach has kind of, like, gotten the message. We better go for two down 14. Um, so I don't know the answer to what the like win rate is i could ask jacob and uh you touche on the uh, human element <laughs> because two plus two will always be four and there's no human element there but no you gotta go you really do you gotta go of course i had even more of a rooting interest because uh i had the six and a half and that would have been a thing of beauty but um regardless you really do have to go there your chance um you know the odds are better that you're going to convert in one try than failing in, in two that's like the basic gist of why you got to go. But yeah, call a better play is is a big part of it. So you're not wrong on that, Jeff. James is in lacrosse. Uh, Jameis, I'm sorry. What's up, Jameis? What's up, fellas? How you guys doing? Good, man. Good, How are Jameis. you? What's up? Uh, I thought the games were decent. I don't know. Like Super Bowl is going to be kind of boring. But I'm calling because I'm a man of my word. Do you remember the bet I made with you guys a few, well, maybe like a month and a half ago? I remember you lost one and you paid up. What was the other one? Well, do you remember? I don't. I'm trying to. You're putting okay. us on the spot here. I'm, I'm betting it's a, it's a Detroit wager, if I'm not mistaken. You're not going to kidnap us and eat us, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good. Just... No, it was someone not being on the team at the end of the year, but he still is. Someone not being on the Bears? Yes. Was it, Oh, was it Valus Jones? Yes. Yeah, yeah well, there we go. You lost that one, my yeah, friend. Yeah, he's Damn. still there. Well, yeah, well. All right, so all right. I need, uh, how about Friday um, and happy belated anniversary? Um, how about you, Friday I end? I end your week with a little bar. That works, James. Beautiful, Jameis. You're, you're the man, Jameis. Hold on. How about Jameis calling in to say, hey, I owe you guys. What, what a, a mensch. What a mensch. It's a mensch move That's right there. That's a mensch move. A little Barry Mem- sandwich action? Remember I want to do that segment, mensch moves? I'm talking mensch about those mensch moves. Yeah. I would like to do mensch moves, and that right there is a mensch move. Mensch move the right there. He bet that Valus wouldn't be on the roster. You know, Valus actually played a little bit better in the return game down the stretch. I thought, don't you think? Well, yeah, because he didn't fumble. Held on to the, the ball. The only reason we knew Valus Jones was on his team because he kept turning the damn ball over. Made, made a few good decisions. You know, it was a little bit better. Baby steps. Three one two three three two. ESPN. It's Carmen and York. Back in two minutes.